Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bell. Joining me here this evening on this instant reaction is the one and only Jacob Terrell. Uh, Jacob, obviously, New Mexico United lost tonight uh, to Colorado Springs for the first time ever up in Colorado by a final that's, score. Of- that's not true. Oh, no, you're right. The, uh- the home game. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I can remember the home game that we had in 2020. Well, yeah, okay. We lost that one, and I'm pretty sure we lost last year to Haji Berry uh, up there, three to one. If uh, I were, maybe no, maybe that was no, that was here, actually. that was here. They they, they yeah. beat us here. Yeah, then right, we went back right. up there and beat them there. So. Yeah. So yeah, Colorado Springs finally gets that hump off their back. New Mexico United, two um, one loss, a bit of a. A weird, weird performance tonight. If you ask me, I mean, we get we get a little bit lucky, a little bit unlucky, and then Kalen Ryden gets turned around. So, uh, I mean, where do you want to start with this one? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's uh, address the biggest elephant in the room: uh, the offense, um, or, or lack thereof. We is is it just as simple as? Nava and Weehan uh, are that necessary? Uh, is there something else going on there? Do we need to see guys like Bruce and you know Milo in there, uh, giving a little bit of a spark? Um, what, 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 what's going on there? I, I, I don't necessarily think it's as simple as just bees and and, and Christian. I don't think it is. Is there a, a lack of creativity at times? Absolutely. You, but you look at tonight and you see Amondo making runs. And, and we'll talk about you know, a couple things that happened throughout the night you know, in, in terms of Amondo. Um, but I mean, there, there was some creativity there. Now, was it nearly enough? No. Like a couple of the opportunities that we saw came off of a long ball out of the back. Uh, we saw you know, Santi pick up an opportunity uh, and convert a goal. Based off some, based off some pressure coming immediately out of the, out of halftime. But I mean, it just I think it's a lack of of quality transitions, a lack of quality opportunities, and again, we're just not quite finishing. I mean, Josh Dolling had a shot this evening. I thought it's a pretty he's a pretty decent spot. Not necessarily a, a high XG goal, I would think, without looking at the data. Uh, tight angle, shooting from that spot, going to the left, uh, off balance. I, I, it, I think the odds of that one going in were a little bit slimmer than what a lot of people look at that and then would think, you know, from his positioning on the field. So I don't know. I mean, creativity has to be better. We had opportunities and we did not take advantage of them. Um, but missing those two guys is huge. I mean, Sergio has to do something. Be, uh, you know, Brucey has to do something. And, uh, you know, honestly, to this point, in my opinion, Amondo has been the most creative player we've had so far this year. But you can't rely on just one guy to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, even when Bees comes back, I, I think Bees helps. But I don't think that's the full answer. And I know it's kind of like convoluted, but it, it's not – it's not one or the other. It's a combination of both things. Right. 
Yeah, I think I agree with you there. It's it's um it's just it's weird to come off of, you know, a a pretty good offensive preseason um what looking at goals that, you know, I thought were were replicatable, uh, if that's a word, uh in in the regular season and just I don't know I don't know why we just can't seem to put it together in this regular season so far. And it's just I watch it and I think go okay well well I remember last season, you know, the panic button was hovered at here and there. Uh, we I hovered over it a little bit here and there. And I'm still just hovering over it right now. We're only five games in, um, and it hasn't been pretty. But if we don't see some kind of tenacity out of these guys at home against Orange County after this outing, um, then then it might be full-blown panic. Can you block yeah, I commenters? Just... <laughs> we, I'm sure we can. Um, well, see, that's the thing. I look at tonight's performance and yes, again, again, we got a little bit lucky on Santi's goal. I mean, realistically, that should have been saved by Herrera. Do I think Herrera is a, a, is a tier one keeper in the USL? Absolutely not. But I still think he should have saved that shot by Santi because it wasn't a spectacular angle, you know, given where mm-hmm. he picked up the ball. But Looking at how we continued after that, looking at opportunities that, 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 continued, that continued to happen after, you know, we talked about Josh Jolling's uh, opportunity a minute ago. We saw Amando have a goal, get, a goal get disallowed. We saw a penalty towards the, uh, how that wasn't a penalty. I don't know. We saw. I, I don't know what you're talking about there. No, you don't know. You don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-mm. Where uh, I, I want to say, was it Amando? running into the box, steps around the defender to try to make a play on the ball, and the keeper just clears him out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how was, that's not a penalty. That was, I, I think that was either Doling or Hurst. I can't remember if it was Doling yeah, before he went out might, or yeah. if it was Hurst. It might it have been Hurst. The, it was one of the two big boys up front. But how that's not a penalty, I don't know. And they give a corner off that? I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's there. He's He's got the opportunity to make a ball. He just gets absolutely cleared out in the box. And I know that's you know well after the fact where we had already gone down two one, but I mean, we had opportunities. So I, I don't necessarily think that, that the tenacity isn't there. I just think that we're we're just not putting it all together. No, they just they don't have that fifth gear. They they just haven't seemed to like the only times I've seen it, like the the two times I saw it in this match in particular were both a mondo, mm-hmm. and it was a loose ball that he was trying to get to that I think one of them he ended up getting to, but nothing really came out of it. And then the other one, he didn't even get to. And, and it's like, where is that? Like that speed up, not necessarily speed, but just effort to, to kick it up to like your fullest speed that you can go. Um, when we have a chance to score and not just going after a loose ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was just, <clears throat> it it looked good to start the second half. I'll give you that. We definitely looked a lot better 
Um, getting that goal early helps, obviously. <clears throat> um, and, and we did continue to to pressure there. But then another thing is that, you know, after that, after the fluky Harry Schwartz goal, uh, own goal, um, after that, it's just like we have a tendency at times to just give something up like that and then just put our head down. Mm-hmm. And... And that's what we did. Three and three minutes later, we give up another goal. Just on a uh, also a weird play. Um, I can't remember if it was uh, Romario or Foster that that gets touched in the back and goes down in a heap. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the <laughs> yeah, that was Romario. And then from that point on, well, no, sorry, that was the first goal. My yeah, bad. That was the first one. Yeah, that was the first goal. Uh, the second goal was just uh, we just got beat there, like like you said earlier. Um, I, I just got them mixed up. Uh, sorry, the the Avalanche are playing now too, and and they just gave up two goals in 19 seconds, and I just had like a deja vu moment of earlier, and I'm just a, a little little distraught. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick because it's almost to the second intermission. Well, I, I tell you what, I got I do now. have some news that'll make you feel better here, real quick. Uh, okay. The uh, the U eleven Highland Hornets, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beat Albuquerque High today by a final of I think it was like thirty eight to twenty seven or some nonsense. Like Bravo, Bravo. Yeah, Good it deal. was uh, at, at one point in the game we had three consecutive kickoffs ran back for touchdowns between both uh, teams. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it, it, interesting. It, it, it was an interesting end of the game. So. So so back to back to sadness. Um, other than than like that five minute span, which I think we've said that for several games, you know, other than for this, other than for that, I thought the defense did look really stout, mm-hmm. especially in the first half when when we had I don't know what the possession numbers exactly were um, at the end of the first half, um, but I know at one point in the first half they were probably like eighty twenty. I mean it was. It was real bad, but we were able to still dictate what what Colorado Springs did. I don't think they ever really got into a rhythm of of what they wanted to, and and uh, any time they put in a cross or anything like that, we had plenty of guys in place, and, and it looked really good. But we couldn't create any any forward momentum from there. We had a couple uh, small breaks here and there uh, that that could have led to something, but. And then you flip that with the second half and it's like, okay, well, we finally had some offense, but then we give up two goals. Yeah. So is this a team that, you know, we need to just figure out how to sit in and, and counter better. Do we need to figure out how to play with, with four at the back? Cause um, last year, you know, we saw a lot of three at the back, a lot of three at the back, mm-hmm. but then I feel like we made a kind of a switch at one point. And started playing four at the back, and I felt like that helped us out. Uh, but it doesn't seem like this guy, this group, really likes that. So, is it? Do we see a formation change? Um, is it just a mentality? I, you can talk about Prince, sack Prince, all you want. Um, it, it's it's not going to happen, no matter who wants it to happen. Um, the powers that be, I can almost assure you, won't do it mid season unless it's like you know, 15, 20 games in, and we're still just not good. 
Um, it's not going to happen for another 15 games, 10, 15 games at minimum. Um, so if we're looking at what changes can Zach make, is it more lineup, more formation, uh, or, or is the team just not as good as we thought? Well, there's a couple different answers to this that I, I, and I, they all kind of piece together. So one, we talked about the preseason earlier, and this is something we talked about coming into week one, or, or I guess technically week two, was that in the preseason, we didn't necessarily play against first teams. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps the offensive numbers were inflated by that. I certainly don't think this is a club that's going to score three goals a game. I certainly don't think that. I think that the open cut match against UDA playing a lower level opponent, we took advantage of that. And that's why we were able to put up, you know, six. Goals. We, we also played a different formation in that game. We, we had, we had Doling and Hurst out there from the get go. Yeah. And why can't we at least try well, that in this champion in the championship? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. So like, you know, you look at that and so yes, lower division opponents, we should, we did what we should have done against them. Now, a lot of that had to do with formation. A lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, we rotated some younger guys in. I think those guys were immensely more creative than what we're seeing right now from the first team. I also think that the formation change did help in that match. I feel like you're talking about the three at the back. I feel like three at the back with Kalen as the lone center back, the, 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 you know, that middle center back. I, has he been better than last season? Yes. But there have been times where he has looked lost or gotten beat. I mean, you saw him get turned around by Malik Foster tonight, and he just didn't, he just couldn't catch up. He couldn't make that turn on Malik and get back. And then you saw him like standing on the goal line. Malik is one of the fastest players in the league, to be fair. Yeah. And, and that little touch was put essentially right inside the post that. I mean, I'm not going to fault him for that. Obviously, you wish you'd made a, made a better play on on the Skundrich goal, but at the same time, it's I mean, it was a perfectly placed pass, and Skundrich didn't try to get cute with it or anything. He just deflected it in like a hockey goal. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to fault Kalen for either of those things necessarily. Um, I mean, I think you I think you can fault him there for not getting back off the line fast enough. I feel like. He, after the ball, initial ball came in, like he just kind of like stayed back there. I mean, it's not like Skundrich was, you know, was, was like six, seven yards away, you know? I mean, it, it's not going to take much for, for Kalen to step up after stopping on the line instead of just standing, there, you know, but I mean, and we can get into that if we really want to, but no, I think a formation change at the back is necessary. I think we do need to go to a uh, four at the back because we saw it do well for us last year when we used we've it. been in a four in the back this whole time oh we I, went we went to a three in the back when we were chasing there at the end but it's it's consistently kaylin and and seymour in the middle with yearwood and swartz or suggs but see that's um, the thing we don't play it, it's not it's, it's not a traditional four at the back it may line up as a four at the back but you've got you've got harry bombing up the left he's not playing that traditional left back role that's so that's it, what of that's the four at the back that we've always played well uh, so yeah, so we, and, and I'm I'm going back to year one. Uh, well, so what we do is we, it, it's 
the way it's set up, it's a it's a three at the back with your with your wing backs. It's not a traditional four. It's not. It's not the it's not your traditional left back, right back, two center backs. It's not that we play yeah, with yes, it is. Play those wing backs. No, it is it is a left back and a right back that like to get forward when we have possession. And then in defense, it is a it is a four at the back system. There are four you could see it clear as day. Uh when and especially in that first half when Colorado Springs had the ball, it was a line of four with Harry, Ryden, we had uh Seymour and Austin as that back four. That's what it was the whole first half. And that's what it's been for five games now, aside from from the and I think even the the open cup was four at the back. It was just a different formation up top. It was more of a four four two than this uh four two three one four one four one whatever the hell we're playing right now. Yeah, it's like a four five one or whatever nonsense that was. I don't know. It says four two three one, but well, because it's it's almost consistently those four at the back, mm-hmm. and then Sam and Portillo as like a double pivot, and then Rivas, Moreno, uh, Moar, Mo, Moreno and Moar as your wing backs or as your wingers, and then Doling or Hurst up top. That's that's what it's been all season uh, to start every match, anyways. And then you might see a tweak here and there. Like I know we went to three in the back. Um, at some point this year or at some point this match to try to push forward uh, when Suggs came on. Suggs was almost exclusively above up up the field, um, which didn't do us any good uh, either way. We didn't create anything then either. And so, no, we, we, we've been at a four in the back. If anything, we need to go to a three at the back or a five at the back with still with Harry and Suggs or something like that on the wing as the wing backs and then have three in the middle instead of just two. Um, but then you're struggling, we're struggling to create anyways. So if we do three at the back with still the two wing backs that we've been having, do we take away a defensive midfielder to do that? Do we take away an attacking player to do that? Um, I don't see a simple solution here. Cause that was the one thing last year when we were at four in the back is we were more attacking mm-hmm. because you had, you know, in possession, it was two at the back with two pushing forward. And we've been doing that and it's still not doing any good. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a formation tactic guru by any means. Um, but definitely seems like something needs to change. And I don't know why we wouldn't at least try, um, I have to go back and look at that UDA match, but uh, I know we had two at the top. I, I want to say it might have just been more of a straight four four two, but it was it was more of a diamond because we had uh, Portillo was like the lone pivot, mm-hmm. so you had the four at the back, then you had Portillo right in front of them, and then you had the other five players attacking. Whereas now we've got Hamilton and Portillo as kind of a a double pivot right there in front of the back line. And it's just not, it's just not working. There's not enough attacking prowess there, and enough creativity. Um, we saw Sam score a goal. Uh, we've seen Sam get forward a little bit here and there, but he's not that creative, you know, kind of pull the strings player from back there like uh, like a Weehan, like a Rivas can be when he's when he's playing properly. Um, and so it, it's something, something needs to change, and I don't know what. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think you know if you listen to the things that Zach has talked about, Zach has talked about the about delivery, about service in the box, and we haven't been great about that. Um, it has gotten better here and there, but I, we shouldn't be seeing guys like Santi and Moreno and Amando. You know, we saw Amando tonight make those big runs. You know, I mean, he shouldn't necessarily have to be doing that. He should. We should be getting the ball to him at the top of the box. You know, inside the area. Same with Santi and Dolling and Hurst, you know, getting the ball, getting them the ball in areas to be dangerous, not in areas where they need to then drive the ball forward and try to, you know, get past somebody. What I don't, what, what kind of throws me off is, is we, the one preseason match I went to from my point of, from where I was standing, you could hear a lot of the conversation mm-hmm. and there was a lot of talk of long balls, mm-hmm. um, you know, from Kalen to, to Brucey cutting in off the wing or from Santi cutting in off the wing uh, from Seymour, whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know where those have been all, all season. We, we saw one chance. I saw one pass to Brucey that almost connected, not quite. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. I don't know where those have disappeared to. Harry's point here. My issue with New Mexico United is they are too old. They need to bring in needed to bring in fresh players and not older NMU players. My biggest pet peeve is when it comes to NMU. I mean, to be fair, we did bring up a number of academy kids. Yes, we did bring we did bring back Santi. Uh, we did bring back some others who are a little bit older. But I mean, and I, I think we do have one of the oldest average age groups, uh, average age rosters at this point. But I mean, there's a number of younger kids. They're just not getting minutes in league play at this, you know, right now. Um, we saw them in the Open Cup, and we all, we thought they looked great. We thought they looked like they had fresh ideas. Um, but yeah, it's I, I, I know I, why the numbers were one of the older groups mm-hmm. or one of the older teams. I was looking through our ages though, and we have, I mean, we got you have Suggs, that's like 33. You have Caleb. And Portillo, who are in their thirties, um, but you also have like Doling and Hurst that are twenty-five. You have Brucey, who's twenty-five. Uh, we've got a multiple multiple teenagers, uh, not including Miles Merritt and Andres Robles, but Wagner's nineteen. Uh, Wiparlo's or Vipar, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I always mess up his name. Um, he's nineteen. Um, Milo and Kelowna and Sosa are all fresh out of college. They're like mm-hmm. 23. Um, it, so it, and, and we haven't been playing Suggs that much this year. I mean, he, he hasn't started. I don't think he started a single match for us, honestly, off the top of my head. I can't remember. I think he might've started once, but uh, for the most part, it's Austin and Harry starting um, out there on the, as the left and right back. And so we, we are, that we do need more roster rotation. I'll give you that, Harry. Let's put that comment up here. Um, because because we haven't seen like why not give Bruce a start? Why not give Milo a start? Why not give um, uh, Sosa a midfield start? Like at this point, five games in, four points through five matches, uh, just a inept offense. Uh, at least try to provide a spark, like. Mm-hmm. Maybe if, if you're if you're set on keeping this four two three one, um, and maybe try to get a player in there that's gonna at least 
be a little more creative, change up the pace, do something um, in the midfield specifically. Because uh, I know I know Nava and Weehan both would play that you know ten uh, role as that you know as the middle of that front three behind Doling or Hurst. Um, and Sergio's not it. Sergio's not See, that player. No, he's not. Sergio is a guy, and we talked about this last year. Sergio is a guy who can play that deep line role, like almost like a six, hmm. and push the ball forward. We saw him like the one time that we, the one time that we saw him do that last year, he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like he absolutely was. Um, but he, he's just not being put in that role. He's not being put in a position to where he can get the ball in a deeper spot and then push it forward. You know, when he does that, when he runs at defenses. He forces guys to turn and put their backs to him. And I think he can be tremendously dangerous, but he's not being used in the right manner, in my opinion. And I don't know, like I've seen, obviously it's easy to see when you're looking at it on the broadcast and you can see the whole, the whole field, right? From up, up, bird's eye view kind of of the whole field you can obviously see things that at at pitch level you can't see i know that firsthand from when i'm at the home games um and i'm down here down there behind the goal but there are so many times there were several times tonight that rivas would get the ball you know 30 35 yards out and uh and have a chance to turn and dribble towards the goal or have a chance to turn and, and find uh, somebody out on the wing or, or doling posting up uh, at the 18 yard box or something. And instead he collects the ball and then just turns and passes it, not necessarily straight backwards, but, but backwards to the other wing or so Mm -hmm. he's, he's moving the ball. It's just not progressing it forward. It's it's not progressing it in an attacking manner. It's progressing it uh, backwards or neutral uh, at best, and it's just it's frustrating to where to answer Harry's question. No, we're not missing chances. We just we we haven't really been creating chances. Um, honestly, our finishing I don't know how our finishing is because we haven't other than Doling's chance today tonight. Um, we haven't seen our center forwards specifically have any chances. Um, our wingers really not have any chances. So how many goals have we scored? We scored three, four, four. One was a PK. One was this gift off the turnover. Mm-hmm. Why can't I think of the other two? Uh, you had a Mondo's uh, that oh, one they took off. Yeah. And Sam's Sa- Sam's was good. Yeah. Sam's was like proper buildup and, and fantastic uh, ball into by, yeah. by Mondo. And, and Santi crashing uh, to get the header probably should have scored Sam being in a dangerous spot for the rebound. Like that's the kind of stuff that you expect to see. Like that first half of that San Diego match is still our best offensive half of football that we've had all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I thought we could build off that tonight and we just, we regressed and I get that. Uh, you know, we talked about Malik Foster's speed. Um, Beckford, who was quiet tonight, but he's also very speedy. Um, Romario he played tonight. 
He didn't. Beckford did not play tonight. Was I? The announcers were saying he was quiet, and maybe that's why. Uh, so I, I would have taken the Colorado Springs announcers uh, as uh, knowing what the hell they were talking about, but I guess I shouldn't have. Um, either way, they have speed, uh, and they have a, a pretty good attacking core. And they, other than you know the Sacramento match where they lost four nil last week, uh, they've looked decent on the offensive end, if not just downright good. And so I could see going into Colorado Springs maybe not wanting to push as much right away, but at some point we've, we've got to turn it on. Um, even if it's for bursts, like on breakaways and every time we had a chance to break away, it was the same thing outlet pass. And then instead of turning and dribbling or turning to find somebody streaking down, it was playback and let's build up back out of the back when we had a chance to do something offensively. And I, I think part of that's Zach's philosophy. Um, but I think also at the same time, you know, you got to read the room. You got to read the play if you're out there on the pitch. And and yes, Zach wants us to build up out of the back and, and be a good team in possession. But when you're under that much pressure, you got to look to be able to to counter and at least be dangerous off the counter. Otherwise, they're not going to respect the counter at all. And we're going to go into games in the future where they don't they they don't they know we can't counter. So they're going to push forward and push forward and push forward. And even if we get a chance to counter, they're going to be able to recover because we don't know what we're doing on the counter. And so I think there's definitely changes that can be made. Uh, I think we'll see something, um, especially if, you know, Orange County doesn't go the way um, it should. And so I just, it puts me in a real hard place because I've, I've had several conversations with Zach even last year and this year, but specifically this year that, I mean, make me just love him as a person. Um, and, and I think he has potential to be a good coach. I think the mindset's there. Um, it, it, we just got to put start putting it together for him. So the league has credited, credited us with 39 shots so far this season. Who leads the club in shots taken? Ooh. Um, Portillo? Santi. Santi does really, mm-hmm. which is weird because Santi's. We've talked about Santi being very quiet so far this season. Um, how many does he have? Like eight, nine, nine, nine. Yep. All right. The league has also credited us with twenty shots on target, so we're right at fifty percent on target tonight. We were a real shit. We were two on target out of nine attempts. Who leads the Who leads the club in shots on target? Not Santi. 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 Okay. Santi is at five on target. So, I mean, so Harry, Harry I think, you, again, it's we, we talked about a little bit earlier. You're, you're, the answer to your question is twofold. Are we creative enough? No. Are we finishing the opportunities that we've had? No. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it's both. It, it really is a little bit of both. I mean, I don't know. I, Realistically, I, Santi should have scored off the Amando cross tonight. Now, the now now Coque Vegas made a terrific fucking save. You know, terrific kick save. Sam put the ball back in. I mean, you know, you look at ninety percent of the keepers in USL, and they're not going to make that save. So realistically, Santi should have had a goal there. Um, now, do I fault Santi Fett? Not at all. I mean, that, that's Coque Vegas doing you know doing tremendous things, but. You know, you look at some of the other guys who have, 
who are leading the club in attempts right now. I mean, uh, Justin Portillo, five shots, three on target. Sam, four and two. Uh, Bees, three for three. Um, of course, you know, we don't know when Bees is going to be back. Uh, Sergio, three shots, none on target. You know, like that to me is slightly concerning, but again, it's only three shots. So, I mean, we're not making the most of the opportunities. We're just, we're not, like I said earlier, we're not pushing the ball into areas that we need to. We're not putting service at the feet of our strikers. I mean, you look at our strikers. Um, Greg Hurst, one shot, one on target. Um, Josh Dalling, two shots, one on target. So, I mean, we're not servicing our strikers. We're just not. And, and that's a problem. So I mean, there's definite areas of improvement. There's definite things that we need to do. Like we have to find ways to get the strikers involved. We absolutely have to in, in the attacking third. Defensively, I, I just don't know at this point. I just don't know. I don't know that three at the back is the answer. I'm not convinced that four at the back is, is the answer. But we have to find ways to prevent the transitional goals that we're giving up. We have to find ways to get out in transition and make things happen. And we saw a little bit of that tonight. We saw the long balls going up. We saw Amanda Moreno get put in positions where he could potentially make an effort. I felt like the the foul call against him was soft, the one that had the goal disallowed. I felt like the, the, the non-penalty should have been a penalty. So, I, so there were some opportunities there because the balls were put forward to a spot where Amando could get to it. Now, why can't we do that with, with Josh and, and, and Hurst? I don't know. No, they play a different position. It's, it's us. We get the ball to Moreno. Moreno is supposed to get the ball to them. Well, the yeah, lane. no, I completely agree. Um, I'm just saying uh, we can, if we can play the ball forward, you know, in that type of area, it's where Amando can get onto it. Why can't we do something similar in order to try to get, you know, the other two involved or to try to you know, play it up to Amando or whoever else is in the midfield to get, then get the ball to the forwards. Like that, that's my thing. It's like, why do you have such a hard time feeding the strikers? Yeah, it's, it's a, I don't know. Well, I'm going to try to go back and watch, uh, you know, here pretty soon when I'm have a baby, um, I'll, I will have a lot of time to, just sit and hold the baby while I rewatch uh, New Mexico United games. I, I was I was really hoping you weren't gonna say you're gonna let Allie sit and hold the baby while you rewatch New Mexico United games. No, no I hold the baby. Okay. I hold the baby. Okay. Um, but because I'm gonna take some time off work, and so especially if the kids are still in school, um, it, it'll it'll give me a lot of chances to to just sit and watch, um, and and kind of go over what's going on and. And, uh, you know, we don't really have a whole lot of time to to dwell on this match as we've got, you know, two home games coming up in the next week and um, both against quality opponents. And so we'll, we'll definitely have to, to figure it out on the fly. And, and um, quality is debatable. But, yeah, two, I two mean, tough matches. Phoenix went and, and got a point in San Antonio down a man um, tonight. Uh, down a man for, I think they lost him in the 56 minutes. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't an, an easy task by any means in orange County. I haven't seen what they're doing today, but they are, um, they're losing to Birmingham right now, but, but they've been solid for, for the beginning of this season. Maybe not, maybe I'm full of shit. They were one, three and three. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so that one we should get get points but it, it, we've talked about the west um quite a bit already this year and it's i mean it's gonna every game is gonna be tough whether it's orange county or you know rgv just came out uh and got a win um i think they got a win no sorry they got their butts kicked in memphis i don't know i'm all over the place um hey bottom line we need to figure it out we need to figure it out soon mm-hmm. um you know we got phoenix coming up in the open cup on wednesday um then we turn around and have have orange county at home on on saturday so if we're gonna figure it out you know these two home games in a row <clears throat> seems like a, a good time to do it i completely agree and speaking of open cup on wednesday if you're still looking for tickets ESPN Radio 1017 team is giving away two pairs of tickets to Wednesday night's match. You can, of course, check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for opportunities to win a pair of tickets. Uh, two pairs are being given away to that match. First place gets a pair of tickets and a $50 New Mexico United store gift card. Second prize gets a pair of tickets. But, yeah, I mean, that one's going to be at the lab. It's going to be absolutely massive to see an Open Cup match at the lab for once. Uh, midweek match. I, I mean, I obviously we'll talk about it a little bit on Tuesday night, but, uh, what's your early prediction on the draw for Wednesday? <laughs> uh, asking me tonight after this, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I will say it goes to extra time. Uh, what happens after that? I don't know. Oh, I've been draw as in like uh, attendance numbers. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's Phoenix. Um, Cheap tickets, Phoenix, uh, Open Cup, maybe, you know, 9,000. 9,000 on a Wednesday? That's not bad. That would not be bad at all. I think 8,000 is kind of what we've done on Wednesdays in the past, uh, mm-hmm. non-COVID-affected seasons. Um, and so so I think that's that should be a fair fair uh, fair number for this. It's It's... Like I said, cheap tickets. It's a opponent that we all know all too well, and, and people uh, people know we'll probably get some Phoenix fans over here. And so, I think I think nine or eight, eight, eight probably. If it's above eight, I'd be happy. Yep, I would too. So, are you gonna make it? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I will certainly be there for that one. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I am working on getting there. Okay haven't uh kind of gonna depend on how Allie's feeling that day and what we decide to do but um yeah well, I, I would, I say, are they, would uh, like to make it did you say they might uh they're, they're not going to at the moment okay. we have another uh another appointment on thursday after that match um okay to see what they decide there so we'll just have to see we're kind of going to play it by year and and if uh if it works out then then maybe i go and if not, then I will attempt to watch from home somehow um, and go from there. All right. Well, if you cannot make it, I may ask you to send me your pass because I may try to get a photographer to come help out for a couple matches while you're not there. You have two passes. Um, I do, but if Earl ever shows up, one goes to him. Oh, you know Earl's not going to go to that game. <laughs> Earl, yeah, Earl will not be there. Uh, it's a, it's a Wednesday game. game. Yeah, no. Uh, just I'm saying, you know, for the foreseeable future, you know, like if you can't be there, Earl more than likely will not yeah, be yeah. there. So, no, if if it comes to a point uh, where it looks like I'm not going to make it to many matches in, anymore, then I'll I'll uh, I'll get my pass to you. All right, sounds good. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. I, I don't have anything more to say. Like, 
disappointing result in Colorado should have been better. Um, and we move on to Wednesday. Yeah. I, I don't think the sky is quite falling. Uh, I don't think it's the dog in a burning kitchen meme just yet. Um, but, uh, it, it's concerning to say the least. And, and, uh, we still got time at the moment to turn it around. And I think, uh, I think Zach can do it, uh, whether he will do it as another, another question, but, um, you know, on to Phoenix, on to the open cup, uh, coming back home after how many matches have we played now? Five, five in, in, uh, USL play and only one of those at home. Yep. Um, and it's no coincidence that the one of those at home is when we look to the best, um, all around. So hopefully we can get some home games under the belt, get into a rhythm that way, kind of know what we need to do, uh, to dominate the, or to dictate these matches. And, and you'll see what we can do Wednesday against Phoenix and then Saturday against Orange County. So, um, if you got nothing else, then guys, uh, Harry, um, Harry, thank you. Uh, Robert and Jerry, um, fuck off, uh, much like uh, a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back Tuesday. Uh, maybe talk a little bit more about this, especially if Earl happens to show up. Um, we'll have, it's his birthday on Tuesday. He already told me, uh, he told us here a while back that he didn't know if he was going to, going to be there or not for it. But, um, so we might talk about it, but we'll definitely look forward to Phoenix and Orange County and, uh, talk about maybe some open cup matches that are going on on Tuesday and, and go from there. We'll see. Uh, hopefully we can, you know, turn it around coming up and, and, uh, yeah, I just disappointing to say the least, but, um, obviously wearing the kit still, I put this on after the match, uh, as much as it hurt, um, got the scarves up. We're still diehards. Uh, we'll still be here every week, regardless of if we have the season from hell, like El Paso did a couple years ago, or, um, or if we're, we turn this thing around either way, we're going to be here. And so Tuesday night, nine o'clock, uh, me and Seth for sure. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on or what's going forward. And so until then, you know, enjoy the weekend, be safe out there and somos unos.